Hello ladies and gents with Adrianosaurus, I'm the coach of Raparama for super coach purposes. Uh, look, that, that's the end of round two, it's in the books. There's, I'm talking to you minutes after the final siren of the Broncos versus the Bulldogs. The Broncos off to two from two start. Um, oh, I'll tell you what, who'd want to play super coach? Hey, it's a bit of a different year this year. We're getting sort of back to lower scoring and base type um, scorers. If, if you want to feel a little bit better about yourself, let's have a look at my two trades this week. I brought in uh, Liam Martin for 35 points, and I brought in Cobbo for 21 points. So that's how good my year's going <laughs> thus far. Uh, look, it's hard to get a gauge, and I think getting some of these you know, animals, that can, consistent ones like Hass and Grant, you know, might be the go this year. I brought in Liam Martin because in my view, and I think this will probably be the case for the rest of the year, most likely in most games, he's got a fairly decent base, you know, more like a 40 to 45 type base. And if he jags an upper, you know, an, an attacking stat, he can get up to 70s and, and, and the good scoring. Um, I think Cleary will help him as, as well. And that was part of the reason why I made that trade. Cobbo, you know, I liked what I saw from him in the last game. And you know, I like the matchup, but the Broncos, that side with Stags and Cobbo, they hardly went that side at all for the entirety of the game. Um, Herbie Farnworth and uh, Corey Oates, they were on fire on the other side of the field. So um, 21 from Cobbo, you know, it's disappointing. Um, look, I used Sean Russell to get to Cobbo, so, you know... It was worth, you know, because he was obviously out, but it didn't come off for me, unfortunately. Look, I think par this week is going to be around that 9.75. I think that's going to be par. I've finished on 9.49. Um, look, I'm winning 7 out of 10 of my leagues with that, so, you know, probably 9.70. Um, I think is par. I think I'm a bit under. Um, you know, hopefully in the old Podmasters Cup, I can get you know some kind updates and beat Brent from the BG on game day. He's beating me by a few points currently. Um, look, it's under par. Um, it's you know that means I've got two rounds and I haven't cracked a ton, <laughs> the thousand. Um, unfortunately, I've got a 999 last week and I got a you know 949 this week. Um, my captain was um, David Fafita. He's going to be getting punted from my team next week. You can guarantee that. You know, 53 or whatever he got as a captain score, it stinks. You know, and I was going to go Hass, who I would have got a better score, but not, but not by much. And so as far as captains went this week, I think you look at the majority captains, there was no one that really um, stood out. Maybe Teddy, um, but... David Fafita on that right side is an absolute nothing. You know, he's not the hardest worker we know, but over on that right side of the field, it's not where he does his best work. And I don't think there's value um, with 50 um, for his price tag. You can use that downgrade into a 400k type player and really do a lot with the extra money. He's going to lose a ton of cash, I think. Well, not a ton, but he'll, he'll lose some cash. Um, but I picked him as my captain. It didn't come off this week. I mean, there's not really tons. I mean, people captain Turbo, the captain Pappy, um, you know, might have kept, there were some captains for Teddy. Yeah, Hass was um, highly captained, uh, and for Fida, and none of them sort of, you know, went big hundred. Um, Teddy was an 80. So, you know, it's a hard old year, you know. <laughs> uh, it's the way it's been officiated. Obviously, that penalty inside the 40-meter zone um, rather than a six again has slowed the game down quite a bit. It's made for some closer matchups in, in actual NRL, and it's made this a bit of a more bleak and wrestly type game, and it's not really conducive to, you know, attacking 
um, you know, big 40-point blowout. So that's just the game that we're playing now. And I think that moving into price changes this week, the trades that we make are going to be vitally important. And, you, sh- you know, I'll be using... I used two last week when I said I was hoping to use none. And look how great they were. Stupid tr- trades. But hopefully in the long term, they'll be good trades. Um, and I'll use all three this week. I'm going to make some strategic moves because you've got to get these you've got to get the ones in that are going to score your points we've got to get to this you know thousand uh, and fifty to eleven hundred type scores and you know nine fifty is not going to cut it and i'm going to go down probably on the ladder um this week and it's disappointing um look we're going to have a guest on the program tonight bergs from the supercoach 360 guys it should be great to chat with him um we're going to go through the good the bad and the ugly from each of the games and we're going to talk about you know some people that might be you know sells and some that we're interested in for buying uh obviously in this all important price change round that's going to be coming up um we'll yeah we'll check in on kim's team and uh bergs will make her trades for her kim's had a slightly better week this week she hasn't outscored me she had a barry last week so she's got a couple of hundred points to catch up but she's had a better week this week and hopefully Burgs can make some good trades for her um we'll talk to him next tonight's guest is a, a wonderful bloke his name is bergs and he's from the Supercoach 360 team. We're in a few different leagues, dynasty leagues and, you know, the podmasters and stuff together. So we sort of chat online a, a fair bit, but we've never sort of met face-to-face. Bergs, welcome to the show. Thank you kindly, sir. Love the show. Good. It's great to have you on. Um, we were just talking off air about um, how you're scoring. I've finished on a 949 so far i think there's still a few games to update but you're having a pretty good week above above the thousand mark which is good yeah i tend to down date i'm that guy that down dates every week but <laughs> i'm used to it now <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i mean look they're not as many wild swings not we've only been in a round i saw that nico got a nice old up upgrade you know he went over the ton this week <laughs> nico um seems to be um a good you know update for him but um yeah, we'll talk about the games and our good, bad, and ugly. Um, we'll talk about some guns that we might think about selling or not selling. You can give me your opinion on that. And we'll look at some names. I'll throw them at you, some names who I'm interested in for buying, obviously leading into round three, and you can tell me what you think of them. Sound good? Yeah, great. Beautiful. Um, all right. Well, let's go and kick it off with the Melbourne Storm versus South. We know that Storm got over the line just. It was a pretty interesting game, that one, you know, with the old uh, Latrell 40-metre field goal to send it into extra time. And then Pappenhausen just slayed the old field goal to win it for Bellamy's 500. Well, to be honest, that like Latrell could have injected himself several times in that game and the game would have been different outcome um especially he's just if he doesn't his lack of involvement does me head in and for him to score 71 points off i think six runs that he had in the game is like wow you know what i mean imagine he had 12 yeah you know players like him and fafita you just say imagine if they just did you know instead of five runs 10 runs it'd be amazing and i think that this year those lazy players hard to how hard to own them well the thing is some you got to look at some of the other players that had to work to get there you know they're not naturally gifted like those blokes and you can tell the ones that are naturally gifted 
and the ones that had to work to get there. The ones yeah. that work to get there are fit ads, you know, they are they're machines. Yeah. Um, and and these other guys, they're they're great players. They're just like Defee's a bit different. He's changed sides and he's um just been put out on the side they don't really attack down really. It's more of a defensive side. Um yeah, I mean uh, and I they think- can I think players like, you know, Fafita and Latrell, the way that they show effort is just coming in for a run, you know, taking a dirty run or something. But you never even see Fafita coming in for, for a dirty run out of their own area, you know. doesn't take a run in. They're 10 metres out from their opposing team try line. Yeah, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. For a million bucks, I'd want more. Yeah, well, that's right. I don't know why they moved him to the right anyway, but... All right, well, let's stick with the Melbourne Storm. The good for the Melbourne Storm for me was Harry Grant. I mean, that's probably a pretty obvious one. Um, he's 8% owned, which is really surprising, you know, for such a quality player. Obviously, we you know he missed round one. He finished uh, with a 92. Amazing score, especially in that, you know, awkward sort of position in super coach in, in hooker. And I would dare say he's going to be extremely highly trained in uh, uh, traded in next week. Do you, do you think personally though um, he he hangs on to them nineties and high scores when Cheese comes back, or do they they shift the rotation back down to seventies? Like seventies still great. Yeah, um, look, I think you know Cheese has put on the weight. I think with the the short amount, you know, they're really short on middles. I think Cheese will come and play big minutes at thirteen. So I really think Harry Grant will play, you know, close to eighty minutes, at least seventy. Cheese might spell him for 10 maybe, but I really think Harry Grant's going to play good minutes and he'll probably, I think if he plays 70, he'll score 80 points. If he play, if he, if he plays 60, he'll score 70. And I think he'll just be head and shoulders, the best hooker. You do pay a high price for him, but he's not actually going to lose money. Um, well, he's really only 70K more than what Cheese was. Yeah. So the high price isn't as high as like going for a defeat in the second row or a, a Toto in the center wing. And just the, you know, how assured you can be. He's, 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 we're talking about Fafita and, and Latrell. Harry Grant is busy. He absolutely gets in there and he's 100% plugged into the game. So he'll be highly traded in. I think he's head and shoulders the best nine. Um, look, the bad, you may disagree with me on this one, but I've said Paps. Isn't it weird this year, you know, if you went, um, you know, a gutho. <laughs> after he's 80 this week, if you went like a Gutho and um, Teddy combo, you would have f- finished out better so far, you know, than if you went Paps. It, it was a 51 from Paps. So, you know, I think he was pretty reasonably captained and, you know, 51, it's pretty low. I, I mean, it's sort of mid-range in the fullback position, but maybe we probably have to temper our expectations, I think, of what, what fullbacks are going to get this year. Well, no, no, I tend to agree with that. I, since since coming back from that head knock last year, he looked hesitant. Um, he hasn't he hasn't gone back to round one form of last year. He was in everything. He's he's had sometimes two, three touches in a set of six. He was just everywhere, and he was across the board. Whereas he seems to be biding his time a lot. And as an owner, I. I, I got told by a few people, look at Will Kennedy, look at Will Kennedy, rah, rah, rah. And I was like, oh, nah, he's not a Pappenhaus and he's not this. And, yeah, like you said, if you went a Gutho or someone like that, wow, you'd be way in front. But I think perhaps Will come good. 
Yeah, um, just been a slower start, hasn't it? He was very quiet in that second half. So look, you know, eleven point four percent captained him, and a fifty-one. You would have been, I think, the way captains worked out this week, it wasn't as bad as you would have thought. But they would have been nervous, the people who captained him, um, you know, for fifty-one, and that was including a try as well. Fifty-one with a try. Um, look, the ugly for me was Cody Walker, nine percent owned. It was a seventeen. It went down to. Um, Two bad scores in a row for Cody. He, you know, it's it's not looking good. <laughs> and you know, if you uh, if you own Cody, I'd be getting him to Munster. You know, before price changes, he's going to lose a ton of cash. I have that same I have that same thing here with Cody. Um, I think everyone should have had in the back of their mind with no A Ray, there were going to be changes. You know, he he might not have scored super coach heavily, but some of the great halves don't because they've just given the order and given the ball. Um, for mine, they, they, they just don't give Ilias no time to do anything anyway. He doesn't try to take any time for Cody or Damien Cook still seems a bit out of whack as well and takes away from Cody's game. Um, Latrell backs his only saving grace. I think mm. once they open up that left side against lesser sides, the points will come back. But can you afford to lose... The 200 grand, you know, I, me personally, if I was an owner, I'd be moving him along this week. Yeah. Um, it, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks that you, you would have started with him and, you know, some people were doing it as a play for round one where they thought he'd score points, but now with that 17, it's going to be a big loss of money. I do agree. I think that they will get there. I think they'll warm up. And once the drawer opens up to some easier teams, I think you'll see Cody improving and obviously the trial is going to help the team. Um, but the 17, it's just unbelievable. You, you, you know, you'll get the same from, you know, Ilias got a 17, which is the other one that I've put on for ugly. Ilias, um, 64% owned. I'm sure people aren't playing him, um, but he didn't even make his 19 BE and he looks, you know, a terrible cheapie. You know, is there any point selling him or are you just going to have him there and hope that he, he starts to improve super coach wise? Well, it's going to come – I've got, I got Hastings as my other one, so I'm struggle street um, for five eights. But if I was going to upgrade one, it would be Hastings because of the money and he'd just have to sit there on the hopes he got a couple – strung a couple of back-to-back games together. But if he gets injured now, you're in the horrors. You can only really down-date two. The bloke that's coming in to replace him will be TAFE or TAF, however you say his name, mm. um, unless you go – Oh, you can't even get Schneider. He's just a genuine seven. So Yeah, that's right. I um, mean, you know, I, th- I think they might be patient with him or there is a slight chance that Taft could come in. You know, we'll have, it'll be it'll be a nervous watch. I just think with his output, he's not going to be someone that's going to make you money. You know, even Schneider himself scored a 50-odd in that first game. We know he was out, obviously, with COVID, but he seems to have a bit of super coach friendly, you know, about him. Uh, even that Amon scored a tick under 50 this week. So, you know, Ilias is not really showing super coach credentials. But like you said, you know, maybe their draw opens up. I think he did some good well, things. I think South's left him hanging. But, yeah. Um, he looks like a passenger in the team. Like he, he, you see his hand up waiting for the ball several times and he just never gets it. Like they'll cut him out or. He'll get yeah. it off and offload in traffic. He's never going to get anywhere. Yeah. Um, it comes down to the team growing confidence in him. 
Yeah. I mean, look, hopefully they do. And hopefully, you know, he, yeah, I think, I think, look, for, for a good portion of that game, I think they looked better than Melbourne and maybe the last 40 minutes of the game. So hopefully they build on that. It was Latrell's first game back. Um, into the next game, um, St. George versus Penrith, 16 uh, to, oh, sorry, 20 to 16, Penrith win. I tell you what, I think that the refereeing in this game was atrocious and it probably, I think the Dragons fans have a lot to be disappointed about in that game. They just really didn't get the rub of the green. Penrith were lying all over him in the ruck. And, you know, it was it was not a good watch for me. No, it was. It, it look, every, If you actually look at social media, everyone said the same thing as well. Yeah. What the fuck, Penrith, get, Penrith just get gifted. Gifted stuff like people. I think it was Lomax was it got sent for ten. Mm. Uh, well, Sewer got yeah, Sewer's one was atrocious. It was like point one four of a second late. You know, like, and it's like how do you, how do you stop that? You can't stop that. There's just things that sometimes the play, especially the teams in the top four that are up there and seem to have the cleaner game, they seem to get the penalty for the, that sort of shit. You know what I mean? Whereas mm. the other team will not. Yeah, well, all my Dragons um, friends, you know, they were sending me screenshots saying they win 27% of the time that Sutton's the ref. <laughs> so not a good success oh, yeah, rate. Yeah. yeah, not a good success rate. All right, the good. Um, Viliami Kikau in his uh, 100th or whatever game. Um, he's 4% owned. I saw that Tim Moody brought him in and captained him. What a bloody legend. Um, Kikau finished with an 87. It was two tries, and that's what you need with an attacking sort of reliant player like him. But it was it was a nice game. He's had two good scores this year, and I think he's going to be traded in next week. I'm I'm not going to favour him over some other options, but I bet you he'll be he'll be highly trained uh, traded in next week. Well, yeah, for me, I've gone Benny Hunt, but just on on kicks, I expected a bit more out of kicks getting two tries. I expected him to easily turn up there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm on Benny Hunt. Benny Hunt yeah. seems to control control the Dragons well. He, if you remember before he broke his leg at the end of last year, he was on fire. Yeah. Um, I think he got back to back 75s and maybe a 90 and a ton in there as well, somewhere, if I recall. Um, but he's come back good and the Dragons need him to be that good. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. He could be a stepping stone to knife, is what I'm looking at for him. Yeah. I mean, 75 this week. I think he scored well last week. I mean, it was it's a spew that he lost his duel, I think. But, yeah, I mean, he's one of those ones that goes under the radar. And he's, he's been good to start the year, especially against Penrith. 75 is a good score. Um, moving on to the bad, Liam Martin. I brought him in, scored an 80 last week. I know he scored a try, but the base was good. It was in the 40s, you know, if you took the try away. I just figured... His minutes are good. He played good minutes again this week. He got 35 this week. And, you know, it was a bit of a dour game, you know, in a way. And, and Penrith didn't look as good as I thought. I think he'll benefit from Cleary being back. And we know Cleary's going to be back soon. So hopefully, I just thought if he's playing 80 minutes, point, point per minute of 0.8 or 0.9, he's going to score pretty well. And if he gets an attacking stat, it'll be great. But 35, you don't want to bring in a trade-in <laughs> like I have and get 35 for him. And um, he's probably going to hold his value because of the 80 in round one. Um, but the 35 is not ideal. No, it's not going to give you the rise that you wanted. No. Um, 
in saying that, my my the bad for me, I think we bet you we've got this back to front because he's my ugly, actually, mm-hmm. Liam Martin. Mm. Um, but Sloan, Sloan was my my um bad. Yeah, I know. I know at least six people that are, that are up there, super coaches that brought him in off his seventy seven or seventy one or whatever it was last week. Yep, and just said he looks the goods now. I know it was Penrith. Um, but at a point there, they were in it. You know what I mean? And he just didn't look interested. Um, mm. Again, especially the Penrith pack seems to be rough. Yeah. To like, he just didn't want to get involved at some points when he really should have for me. Um, yeah. So he's my bad. Yeah, yeah. And I can't, can't disagree with you there. It was twenty six. He finished on. I just put in my ugly Brian Toto. 21 it's unfortunate he's done a um mcl a pretty bad one so it looks like six to eight weeks for brian kimberly has him in her team <laughs> she went the old start with the premium um center winger um look he finished uh in round one with a 48 which is a bit low for base that beast like um brian and he didn't quite look himself um he wasn't really carving up this r- um, round either and he did get injured which is unfortunate he's obviously going to be a trade for anyone that has him um you know and it, and it's backfired your old want to go <laughs> expensive in the center wing but he is worth pretty good money so you should be able to do something nice with him yeah and when knife comes back and hopefully he does get a couple of price drops you can pick him up with someone that's juiced up for you you know what i mean maybe just after origin when he's ready to go again Yep. Um, look, I've put some honourable mentions in that game because Targo has been a good cheapie for a 71 uh, in round one, 56 in round two. I think you can fairly confidently play him uh, every round. Uh, and look, you know, I don't think it's going to go on, uh, you know, <laughs> for the rest of the year, but happy. He started with a 91 in round one and a 71 in round two. Obviously, he's not going to need mm. to control and, and attack be one of the focal points of their attack as much when clear he's back he can just distribute you know pass out a dummy half but he's off to a good start this year <laughs> may, may i insert a honorable mention yeah go for it uh as a yo yeah um 70 72 i think last week and a 64 this week um when second rowers if you really have a look around aren't firing that well and he's only 517k i think yeah, or five hundred and something k. Uh, he's he's a good looking, he's a good looking rooster out there. He's he's doing a lot, but I do worry about the same thing as Arpy when Nave comes back. Is his job to do that anymore? You know what yeah. I mean. Um, yeah. But he's definitely a good. He's a good watch at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if he if you wanted him, you want him playing eighty or close. But he has been playing them. You want him to play big big minutes. And, yeah, I think when Cleary comes back, maybe they don't attack the same way, obviously, because Cleary um, will do that. But he's been – he started the year really well. Um, Over to the Roosters versus Manly. Um, The Roosters were back after a bit of a rubbish old start to the year, 26 to 12 over Manly, who looked pretty shit else, if I'm being honest, to start the year. Um, The good for me was Teddy. Now – you know, there's not a lot of tons this year and they're coming from sort of unexpected areas. You know, Teddy was a bit low last week. He was my captain for 30. Um, he's come out with an 84 this week. And I think this year in a lower scoring type year, he looked, he, he, he had the wood over Tommy Turbo, you know, hugely. He had a good game. Oh, definitely, definitely. He smashed it. He, he is good. Uh, I'm, see, I'm, I'm on the um, other team with Ola Kawatu. Yeah. 
um, as is good for me. Like, I'm an owner of Olapuatu. I bought him in at the start of year first. Like, he got him in before any trades or anything like that. Started with him. Um, and just just watching him, he seems to do jack shit. <laughs> but all of a sudden, you just see he does two, three runs and he's knocked off four or five blokes. Like, he was lucky he was running at Sam Walker all night as well. Yeah, and he just next thing you know, he's on he's on sixty four or something pre updates updated seventy seven. Yeah, um, I, I had him in my honourable mentions because he is um, somebody that they use effectively. He's a he's a weapon that they that Manly yeah. uses. They haven't really started the year very well, but Hamoli has started well, and I think next week there's going to be people that are going to go kick out. There's going to be some people that go. Tupanua had a great game this week. He's uh, in there as well. He finished with an 86. I think he got, got Tupanua got a grade one concussion, but. Yeah. Oh, well, that'll be. Um, so much. That's, yeah, that could be a couple of weeks, even a grade one, I think. Mm, interesting. But yeah, Hamoli is one, you know, I look at kick out and I look at Tupanua who rely on, you know, tries, but Hamoli, there was no try in that. It's just tackle breaking ability. Yeah. Um, so he probably sticks out. And he was somebody that I was tempted to go with to start the year. Did he play the um, – he did play the first round, but I was worried about that elbow. Yeah, fractured arm or something. Yeah. Played on. Yeah, but it was a good pickup to start the year. And I think that that's – a you know, they're all good. They should be in the good. I just went with Teddy because of, you know, the 84. Um, the bad, Gus. You know, I know he updated to 45, but, you know, you – when you were starting the year, you were going these premium second rows. You went for feeder and you went Angus Crichton. I went Angus and, and for feeder. Um, I think the move to the right really doesn't suit Angus. You know, he's not as involved and the ball doesn't get out to him as much. So it's all going to Tupanua's side. Um, 45. Look, he updated nicely in round. Well, you can tell by that. Sorry? You can tell by Nat Butcher's score there. Yeah, that's as soon right. as he filled Tupanua's hole, they didn't matter. Their play was to go that way. Like, yeah, and it's not been good for Gus. I mean, I think this week, realistically, if you're somebody who owns um, Fafita and Angus, you can contemplate selling one of them. I'd, I'd probably aim to hold one and sell one because their value, you could go down to a 400K, save 300K, and that's kind of cleary money. Um it just doesn't work for me for feeder on the right or Angus on the right for feeder. Sorry. Um, in the case of Angus, he updated nicely to 66 in round one and he's on 45 in round two. So the scoring is not terrible, nor is it terrible for Dave for feeder, but you've got to ask yourself, is it value for money? You know, for what you've spent yeah. um, for them. Um, the ugly turbo. <laughs> it hasn't been a good start to the year for the people who started with turbo. It, it was 39 for turbo. Um, in round one, it was 62, which, you know, it's not shocking, but it's probably was a shock to people who were thinking he was going to go at least, you know, 100, 110 average this year. He, he's been very well contained to start the year. If you started with Turbo, you still, are you going to sell him or you, you're just not going to? Because there's no, no, who cares if he loses money if you just never sell him? Me personally, it'll depend. Like if you've spent that 1.2, you've, you're lacking. You're lacking in some places unless you pick the perfect cheapies, you know what I mean, which kudos to you if you did, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'd hang on then, especially <laughs> if I'm scoring 900 this week with a turbo still anyway, you know. Yeah. Um, but if I'm scoring 650, 700, which I've seen, um, 
I'd be really looking at moving him along for mm. a, a lesser, a lesser because, fullback at this time. Yeah, I mean, look, the reality for him next week is it's going to be a 330s type BE. So he's about to lose a ton of money. But playing the Bulldogs, aren't they, next week? Um, it's yeah. a matchup that if you do stick strong, I think you're going to probably see better than 62 from him, I, I expect, and probably better from Manly. Just with the well, he's got he's got a couple of good games coming up. Five, I think. Mm. Um, so it's going to be a conundrum if if you're really uh, liking in your team. There, I think after that score, people are definitely going to sell him. It might be a pod move to hold him uh, for these, you know, upcoming good matches. Um, oh, look, I put another ugly in there, which was Bullymore. Thirty-two minutes for Bullymore. Um, Des took him off at the thirty-minute mark, and he didn't go back on again for the rest of the game. Now, I've heard that he was injured, you know, uh, maybe they said, uh, uh, I don't know, calf or something. That was the reason he went off. But he, he was my second front rower. <laughs> you know, I've, I've gone that route. So 20 points from him really stings. Um, I don't know if I can rely on that now. Obviously, we've, I've got Max King in there who's doing a better job off the bench. And he's got that great PPM. But Bullymore, you know, with that 62 in round one, and now we've got a 20 in round two, he's not going to burn hard, is he? And you couldn't couldn't confidently play him in your team next week. I think he's a better middle than he is an edge, and I think Des has got it wrong. You know, the Manly have been getting dominated up the middle, and I think Bullymore is a a good middle, and I think they should use him in the middle. Yeah, I agree with that. He got exposed a few times. He looks slow too. Like Hmm. He's nowhere near as fast as well, Davey and... Lawton both filled in that spot for the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, and Dave, Davey didn't look too bad. No, he didn't. He is a bit, a bit of a slimmer bloke as well. So. Yeah, and I would not be surprised if Davey's name there next week. So if you're a bully more, you know, front row, second person like me, your second front row, you've got to do something about it. Whether you play Max King or whether you upgrade him, you're going to have to do something because I don't think you can reliably play him. Um, Yep, those were my honourable mentions. We mentioned Tupanua, 86, Hamoli, who you own for 77, and Butcher, you know, tunned up one of the few tons this week, 114 points. Um, Over to the Gold Coast versus New Zealand. There's a bit of a close game there as well. Um, Look, I could put as the good being Marju because he's an absolute bloody animal, but he's in my honourable mentions because obviously no one owns him. So he should be lowly, lowly owned. Yeah, he's too lowly owned. But I'm going to mention Fermor. Um, I'm an owner of Fermor. He's 12% owned, 77 points. Um, In round one, he got 36, but he lost a try assist, which I think was rubbish. Um, Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think he was a good score there, but it didn't actually show in the books. Um, and look, he's come with a 77 this week. He's got that handy jewel. And uh, I think, you know, he was a good purchase. I sold Nakora this week because, and, and that was a right move because he looks absolutely rubbish and he didn't live up to the hype that we saw in the preseason. He finished 30s again this week as well. I decided to hold on to um, Bo Fermor. He's got that nice jewel and he scored a 77. He looks more threatening than Fafita. Yeah, agreed. Um, the yeah, bad. That's, that's, that's the spot. That was his Fafita spot. That was exactly spot. where he is. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's I bad. mean, yeah, I mean, talking Fafita. Let's go into the bad. Fafita, fifty-four points. Look, he 
when I think and call someone like Turbo bad or Fafita bad, I'm taking their price into consideration. And he's the most expensive um, second row forward that you can get. His involvement we know is no good. Um, but on that left side, compared to their right side, it's just he looks like an average first grader on that right. And the fullback, he just can't – he has no pass on him. He keeps going to ground right, touching shoulders with Fafita. You've got to pass it to the big fella on your right, buddy. So Campbell's just taking it um, himself. Uh, and at this point in time, that's the big question. Do yourself Fafita. You, I could get Fafita down to Hamole and have 300K nearly. Yeah, yeah, massive. I'm an owner and I'd captain him this week myself, um, yeah. DFE. Yeah. But, um, yeah, look, you know what the most disappointing thing is? Like we were talking, I don't know if we were talking on air, off air before before about it. Just, just the effort. For a million bucks, I want him having 12, at least 12 runs a half or at least 10 runs a half. Get 20 hit-ups out of you, mate, you know? Like, yeah. If you have at least one hit-up, you throw off three or four blokes, you get 10 metres every time. It's a massive up for your team. Yeah. Um, and he he just seems to camp himself out there and wait. And it's like, come on, bro, get in there and have a dig. Like, yeah. Well, we, uh, watched, we watched it in the Broncos today. You know, you had someone like Herbie Farnworth on the non-favoured side for the Broncos go look for the ball. He did like 20 runs. And you've got Cobbo and bloody Stags with, you know, five runs between them. You know, and that's the problem with Fafida is he's not going to go looking for the ball and they're not finding a way to get it to him. I think that, you know, the Titans, they could be a top eight team. They could jag an eighth this year, but they've got to find a way to unlock this weapon. And it's just a silly thing not to use him. I captained him as well. Um, It wasn't as bad as it could have been when you compare it to other captains this week, but I'm going to say he's a sell. I think that it'll be a pod move if you do hold him. And, the thing with David Fafita is next game he could score two tries and you'll feel like a bloody idiot. You know, that's just reality because he can do that in two runs. But I think if you get him down to one of these options that we're discussing, the Hamoles and, you know, if Tupanu is clear or whatever, um, or if you've got Jules, a couple of other names that have stuck out to me, um, uh, Campbell Graham and Lomax, you know, you might be able to do something in that region and save yourself 300 K. So I think he's a good candidate for selling. Um, in the uglies, I didn't. I said none, really. In the game, there wasn't anyone that was highly owned that sucked, and it was, you know, too bad for me. What about for you? No, for for me, I just I don't like the way that um, well, Jaden Campbell for me was just the way he doesn't he doesn't seem to give the ball enough. Like he's very greedy with the ball. <laughs> yeah. He he himself near cost them the game by just not giving it. And if you can't give it, then maybe you should give it early and let the next bloke that can give it get he give him that 20 meters of space to run with, you know what I mean? Um granted great footballer, but he just has to develop the pass and not just the pass, the pass when you have to pass, you know? Um yeah, I think it's just a bit of, it looks it looks like it's some selfish runs because it's not even there's no opportunity there for him to run, but some there was at least two times there where Fafita was clear, like one on one with the man, you know, and you just got to get the ball to him. Um, yeah. The honourable mention for me was Marju, 102. He can score a try, and he can, he's a bullocking sort of winger. I don't think he's going to necessarily hold his spot when Corey Thompson comes back because he's not the best defender. Um, but you know, he'd be near a must-have if you felt confident that he was going to hold his spot. 
If you're a drafter, get him. Um, <laughs> I got him in one of my drafts. So do I. But um, yeah, no, he's he, he's very base heavy. Like he just runs that ball and he runs it back ferociously. Like which, if you run it back hard enough, you are going to bump off that first dude because normally it's a halfback, you know, or a smaller man. So. Yeah, no, he's a great honourable mention. I like Reese Walsh, Reese Walsh as well. Like, I'd never get him. Yep. Um, but if you're looking to maybe come down from a turbo and you want a pod move, he could be one. Like, 76 first hit out back, not yep. bad. Yeah, I had him in there as well. Good first hit out for him. Um, over to Cronulla versus Parramatta. It was a close one there as well. Nico Hines, Mr. Iceman, nailed it for the win. Uh, for the Sharkies, they look pretty good. I thought they probably coming home against the Raiders in round one. And, you know, they got the job done in this game as well. Pete, the PM was there carrying on like a bloody lunatic. Um, Para, you know, they, you know, it's, you, you want to win the premiership. You've got to, you've got to ice those games. Um, the good for me was Hines. Uh, he's 18% owned, you know, he's updated to over a hundred, 101 and, you know, with that 72 in round one, 101 in round two, he was the right choice to start the year if he didn't go Cleary. He's he, he's surprised. You know, I felt like he might not sort of average around what he has to start, but he's just so involved and he can rack up super coach points in a lot of ways. Um, he's going to be traded in by people, I think, you know, are coming up to this price range with those two good scores. Well, I think he's a perfect stepping stone too, Nath. Like, if he can maintain that over the next two, three games while we get a good look at Nath and see what he's going to bring, uh, you might not even want Nath. He might come back and the game's changed a bit too much for him to produce those scores he was. And yeah. Nico could be the man. Um, yeah. I really well, I mean, like Nico. Yeah, I mean, I've got Sam Walker in there now. Um, there was a 20-something in round one and a 50-something in round two. With that for feeder money, you know, I was really tempted to go Hines to start the year. And I kind of, you know, was like, oh, look, Sam Walker's going to have a pretty good year. He's going to kick goals. And I talked myself out of Hines. I should have just gone with my instincts. Um, look, those two scores, because I think that that's what your thinking has to be. How do I get to Nathan Cleary? And Sam Walker's going to probably lose 40 to 50K. Nico Hines is going to make money, particularly if he scores well again. You know, next week he's going to have a couple of good scores in there. That tons in there now. Um, I think he's a great option. He's already eight, um, what is he? Eight, eight, eighteen percent owned, and you, you're starting to slip away from those people who own him because the next best, you know, uh, Mitch Moses this week had a you know an average game uh, score wise. So I think Nico's a great option. Thirty five for uh, Mitch Moses as oh, an owner. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looked like, and that was with that slashing try, you know, and it's uh, it's not the greatest. Um, but anyway, Nico, I think is he's he's a rigid ditch. Get him for next week if you if if something's failing for you in the second in the halfback position, and you want to, you know, try to find your way to Nathan Cleary. You need to be that need to be traveling upward, not downward, if you want to get to Cleary because he costs nine hundred k. Um, well, they, but, they, can't, they can't even be on the level, Ado. They have to be on the up. Yeah, you can't have a bloke chugging along at his price rate because how's he really going to get you anywhere? He's not a stepping stone. Yeah, Whereas yeah. Nico, especially if Sharks, imagine they score 40 points in a game. He's kicking all of them goals. He's yeah. probably set up half them tries. 
And he already costs just a tick under 700. So even if he makes 100, he is getting close enough. Yeah. Just seems like it's the right thing. Um, the bad, Moses, um, 14% owned. It was a good score in round one. It was 89. You'd be laughing. Um, but in this game, 41, it's not a bad, bad score, you know, because, you know, I've got a total of 70 points over two rounds out of Sam Walker. That's where I went. And you've got out of Mitch, 130. So it's not all that bad, but comparing it to Nico Hines, it's not the greatest. And, you know, I really fancied Mitch Moses to have a good year this year. And it was good signs after round one. Um you know, Parrell weren't the greatest in this game. I thought the Sharks were on top for most of the game and Moses didn't sort of stand and deliver. No, that's where Dill Bag sort of had a bit of a crack. Yeah. He scored, he scored pretty well, he sweet old bags. Yeah. Yeah, he got a nice update as well, didn't he? Um, the ugly, Nick Aura. I sold him. He's still 5% owned. I think it was, you know, nearly double that last week because of how well he did in the All-Stars and in the preseason. Um, it was 36 last week and it's 38 again this week. You know, he does rely on a, uh, that those attacking, you know, plays. He, he's, he needs a try if he's going to be relevant. And it, they don't seem to be, they seem to be camped more on the other side. Hence, um, player like Wilton, <laughs> 77. They're going the other way. Try, try assisted for Wilton, though. He was on 40. He was on 40, I'd pre the try with I think he got a line break with it and all. Mm. Um, so yeah. yeah, for me, my ugly, my ugly was uh, Sean Lane. Yeah. Um, he after the week after the trial form he showed, and then the week before he was heavily involved. This week he just seemed to not inject himself, and it seemed to cost power a fair bit, especially with no Maddo there. Mm. Um, it, it, he could have easily done a few more things for me. And last week he baited a few people in. People were talking Sean Lane, Sean Lane. And for me, he was never, ever a get. I've had him before. He, he's one of them players that just levels out, you know? Yeah. Um, Wilton, he got a 77. He got a good score in round one as well, but he has been suspended for one week for that tackle on Moses uh, at the legs. I also mentioned Gutho, 81, um, you know, Kim, the reason why she went with Gutho is because she hates Pappenhausen's hair. She thinks he's a fuckwit. So <laughs> she went with Gutho, loves the old Gutherino. So um, a, a pretty good score this week. So he gets um, gets an honourable mention. Um, over to the Raiders versus, versus North Queensland. It's probably the ugliest game of football. And as a Raiders fan, I was embarrassed, especially after last week, what we did against the Cronulla Sharks. We just didn't look like we even gave it a go. It was really hard to find too many good things out of this game. But my good is Peter Hiku, uh, 1% owned. So he is mega, mega pod. But he started the year with a um, a 67 and a 76. And he's center wing, you know, fullback jewel for 360K. Well, well, you know what? Just just touching on Hiku. He's me downgrade for Toto this week. Yeah. For Kim's team. Massive money there for us to spend elsewhere. Then, yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah, he's 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 a good player, Hiku, and um, you know he's 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 doing good things. You know, in that team, um, the bad look. A lot of people will probably disagree with me on this one because they're going to be bringing him in, and that is Nanai. 
10% owned currently. He scored a 35 um, this week with a try. Yes, that's ugly. Yeah. So for me, um, look, there's two questions with Nanai. There is, do you just take a punt on him because he passes the eye test or do you use your money to go maybe a little bit more expensive up to one of these um, homoles? Those are the questions I think you've got to answer. And, you know, in this 300K type price point, you know, is he, is he the buy we think he is? Is my question. I don't know. I think I might skip. I'd definitely give him a miss, eh? Yeah, it was 56 in round one and it was 34 in round two. So it's better than Nakura's gone. But um, look, well, he just... I don't, I don't rate either of them. Like, Lukey didn't get a preseason, so otherwise I, I think he would, probably would have started um, over, over Nanai. And as time will go on, I think that neither of them will be relevant. Yeah. Um, they'll just be those players that play, you know? Yeah, they might share minutes. Uh, he's playing good minutes at the moment. But look, people are going to buy him next week. And I think for 300K, 50s and 30s, you know, with a try, I don't know if it excites me too much. But he does pass the eye test when you're watching the actual game. He looks good and busy and involved and up for it. Um, the ugly for me is Schiller. I can't believe that people went with Schiller to start the year. He's 33% owned. Really? We have, yeah, we have... Oh. Yeah, 33% owned. He scored six points this week. Um, in round one, he scored 26. He was a mistake, and you've got to accept that because we've got Rapana coming back next week, um, and we, you know, we have Kotrich, you know, as well. So I think the Schiller's going to go out of that team. It's probably the best thing for you because he's not going to make any money, and people were probably like, well, maybe he's going to be good, and then he'll go out of the team and just be enough for me. Well, if that was the case, then, you know, well done. But he's, he's, it was ugly. Under 10s is ugly. Yeah, no, he's, t- I, I don't know, I understand how he's 33% owned. That's madness. Yeah, yeah, it surprised me. Um, look, an honorable mention, it's only just an honorable mention, is CHN 69. Um, and he scored a 67 in round one. I think he's, you know, him and, Young are getting pretty good minutes there, but I still think a, you, it's a no-go zone, any of those Canberra Raiders forwards. But he scored okay in the first two games. He was the only highlighter. That, he was kicking goals as well. Um, yeah, he But, you know, <laughs> I was embarrassed as a bloody Raiders fan. Hopefully we bounce back. I mean, look, all I say, I've been saying to some of my Raiders friends, we're missing a third of our back line and we're on our third string halfback. So cut us some slack, eh? We'll come good. Um Let's move over to Newcastle versus the Tigers. Uh, it wasn't pretty. You know, today they got flogged, the Tigers, and I don't, I'm calling that Madge. Madge is going to be the first fired this year, and I think it's going to come soon. I'm getting a feeling. We are just having lunch with Nakora the other day, put one nail in the coffin. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, mate, but, it, wasn't, it wasn't good. You know, I can't understand. Against the Melbourne Storm, who are front runners, you know, Tuolagi was one of their best last week and they pull him off at the 50-minute mark and he doesn't play for the rest of the game. And I, and I thought he was playing pretty well today as well. Though He was sparking their attack. Um, That's what he was there for. Well. That's what he was there for. He's meant to be there attacking attacking our uh, second rower on that side. And 
when he gets the ball, he, he does well for it. And it's just like, well, fuck. Yeah. It's one of them wasted talents. Yeah. Off at the 50-minute mark, he scored 24 points and I played him. It really, you know, grinds my gears big time. But anyway, let's go to the good. Tyson Frizzell, 73 points. Um, you know, I remember doing my preseason podcast and I said, he is a smoky and he is a bit meat and potatoes, but he'll get your 60s and 70s, you know, if he's if things are going well. He scored 77 in round one. He scored 73 in round two. And he's the kind of player that will do the same thing no matter the matchup. He'll play the Melbourne Storm and Penrith Panthers and do the same stuff that he does against the lower teams. He's a real big smoky and he should be somebody. If you, this is the year where these base type, you know, players are the ones you want, I think. That's why I got him in this week. Swap yeah. Madison for him this week. It was a good move. Um, yeah, good move. Just watching him, just watching him last week. He, he's so busy. Um, yeah. And when he runs the ball, if he finds that weak defender, he's bumping him every time. He runs ferocious. Yeah. I just think back to when he played 13 for New South Wales and tackled his ass off for 80 minutes. Yeah. And I just thought that's impressive. You know, he's in, he's a machine, like a machine. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I'm... you don't. You watch, you watch Hass yeah, yeah. play where he's just always working and his points are always going up. And, and you know, Frizzell is a worker as well. And he, he, he racks up the points. 2% owned. I think it was a great pickup. Great, great super coaching. Um, the bad. I've got Randall in there. Um, 38 points this week. It's not the worst and he is a cheapie. But look, I've just put the note there. If you're going to be a tackle pot, <laughs> you need to make more tackles. You know, like... In that first game that he ever played, he made 60 tackles or something. He broke the record for a debutant. Um, he just seems a little bit too, um, I don't know, medium. He's, he's not out there going hard, you know, for me. And he's going to be a real slow burn. You're obviously not going to sell him. His rounds one score um, was a 47, which you'll accept. I just think that 38, it's a bit low. And I, I played him as well. This week, as I had the yeah, reserve on him, I dodged that bullet. I didn't play him this week. Once, once Ponga went down, I thought I'll pull, pull all me, me attacking nights anyway. But um, the bad, the bad for me was um, Big Stefano. Yeah. Um, if he'd have jagged that try, it wasn't oh, disallowed. It would have been right. even on three. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that was still would have only been, what, 17 points, but he got a line break with that? Yeah, I think he busted through the line, so he would have got a line break try. That would have probably made it more, much more respectable, but the score doesn't look good, you know. 26. Not a 26 pre-update. Yeah. He'll update to over 40, I think. Yeah. But for me, um, just wow, like here he is. We, we, we spruiked him big. On our yeah. podcast, and said he could be the next pain ass. Uh, save Motzer of money going him, and then watched him in the trials. Wasn't happy myself, so I shelled out the money fast. But yeah, after seeing that performance, I was not happy for anyone <laughs> I mean, who bought him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if you're playing him for twenties, you know, and you can play Max King, you know, that's one eighty eight k and get that better than that. It's just a weird, you know, one of those ones, isn't it? Um, the ugly, I'm going to put Tuolagi in there because after last week, 
Um, I th- you know, it was only a 46, but he got ripped off as well, a try assist or something in there. Um, he, he played really well against Melbourne. I think people were feeling like he was a solid play and that he was going to play 80 minutes again. He was pulled off after 50 minutes today. Madge, you know, come on, mate. Coach the team properly. Um, Do you think maybe he just didn't want to risk him? Uh, maybe he's like their, their go-to guy. I know he's leaving next year, but... Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, look, it's play him, play him for the minutes. I mean, they took safe, safe Farth out there. I just don't get it. 24 points and it really hurts. So this week I played Bullymore for 20s. I played Tuolagi for 20s. Um, you know, I played Randall for 30s. So I'm never going to get any, I'm not going to crack the tongue. thousand, am I? And I'm playing these guys. Um, and an honourable mention has to go to Gags. Dang Gagai, hasn't he had a bloody ripping start? 106 last week, a 65 again today. He looks sensational, really. He does. He looks good. Also, I'll give an honourable mention to um, Mitch Barnett. If if Fitzgibbon's out for a period, I'd seriously be thinking about Mitch Barnett. He's one of them base stat people um, as well, plus an offload. Yeah. I'd love him to kick goals, but... You know, he would be one, you know, if you get mail that he's out, fits, he's out for long term, you'd think that Barnett plays big minutes in that back row. Yeah, if not 80. Yeah, well, that'd be nice. Um, Moving on to the last game, the Brisbane Broncos versus the Canterbury Bulldogs. The Broncos got over the line. Um, The good, I've put, you know, I could put Farnsworth in there, had a ripping game for 82, but he's an honourable mention because I'm going to put Hass in there. 68 points. He was great last week as well. He was probably brought in very highly after last week, and I think people will be still moving this week to get him in. He's set and forget, and that's probably the low. He'll get you 65 at a minimum, and he'll get up to 90 in those big games, you know, where he has a has a ripping game. Uh, I've got a different good. Yeah. And put me, bulldog, uh, put me Bulldog's glasses on. Yeah. Jeremy, Jeremy Marshall King. Yeah. Um, if 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 you've got Reed Marnie and you don't want to stick with Reed Marnie, and you don't have enough to go to Harry Grant because you want to save face somewhere else, Jeremy Marshall King's chugging along nicely. He was set back to back seventies. Yeah. Um, I, I, he's one to watch. We well, Con Con especially touted it. Um, he's he's going to have a bit of a better year this year, and he's he's done well so far. Back to back seventies. Yeah. Um, I know we haven't played great teams, but we've played the Cows and we've played the Broncos. So, yeah. And do they have like a, I would say Beyond the Odo they have on the bench yeah, as well. But yeah. yeah, he's off to a good start in the year. And I guess if you are a Marnie owner, I think you're probably looking to move him on. If you're not going to spend upward to um, Harry Grant, which I think is what you should do. Um, yeah. You know, there's got to be, start looking at some of these ones down a little lower. Um the bad for me was Stags. You know, he's finished with a 31. It was in the teens, you know, and it was a game again where he, it was that drop or whatever over the line. And the schools would have been better if he'd iced that try. But I bet you people are frustrated at owning him. Um, 31 points. And what did he score last week? You know, it's not not a great yeah, start. Amazing. Yeah. Would you hold Stags if you were a yeah, Stags? Yeah, he'd be, he'd be out there with my bat as well. 
not for 400k with these other blokes like Hiku and stuff doing stuff better below them. Um, yeah. You, if you're going to do that, you can wait till you wait and see till they go on the run. You know what I mean? You can easily lose a lot of money on a centre wing that's struggling to get ball or find his feet in a team. Yeah. So if round me, one, I'd move him on. Yeah, round one twenty three, round two thirty one. And what is more concerning to me was the involvement. I didn't. I saw Corey Oates and um, what's his name, Farnsworth, coming in and taking runs. And you've got a weapon like, well, two weapons like Cobo and Stags. They're not coming in to run at all. Take runs out from their own, you know, uh, own half. It's just bad watch. Um, and even you know, you got those two guys out there. I mean, uh, they did attack successfully to Coates to Corey Oates and Farnsworth this week, but why are they not going more to the right and going to use those guys? Um, it just surprises me. The ugly was Cobbo. I brought him in. I thought it was a good matchup for Cobbo. He finished 40s last week, um, and he finished with a 21 this week. It's pretty non-involved. Um, and, yeah, on the surface, it looks like the two trades that I made in were brainless. You know, I would think that Cobbo, look, I had Russell there, so I just had to spend a couple of extra dollars to get Cobbo. Um, and I think he will come good. I, I really do. I think I, I like what I see from Cobbo last week. And it was a strange game where that, you know, Stags and Cobbo side was just, I don't know, non-existent tonight. You'd hope that they use them a little bit more moving forward. Well, the dogs can bring you down to a level of they just, Shit games, you know. Um, <laughs> thankfully, uh, for me, I had a, I had a different ugly. Oh, I, my ugly went Kurt Capewell. Yeah. Um, after last week, he seemed to set a platform for that that side, and this week he just was nowhere to be seen. Like finished on a thirty. Yeah. Again, no people that brought him in this week. I think, um, oh, at least ten people I know brought him in. Yeah. After I told him, I, I would never touch him. Like they've yeah. got too much going on up there. Yeah, but yeah, just just one of those things. Like he could have injected himself several times as well, and just doesn't do it. Yeah, I was deciding between him and Martin, and I just went with Martin because I felt like he had a better base and he's in a better team. <laughs> it didn't really work out yeah. for me this week, but there was good minutes for. Um, Cape well last week he scored 70 I think from memory and it was definitely you know this week because it's those ones that lure people into buying them and then they suck the next week which is really disappointing well Cape well done it several times last year <laughs> yeah. if everyone remembers so go back and look at your super coach scores from yeah. last year yeah go look at your trades you made last year and then it all come flooding back to you how angry some of those tra- I brought in RCG at some point <laughs> He seems to be going Don't wrong. you do stupid shit when you're like on the panic for points, you know? Yeah, you I know. Think, oh, I've, got, sure. I've, got to, I've got to get him here, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, all right. So let's go and I'll, I'll throw some names at you. You tell me whether you think if you're an owner of these people, whether you would hold or sell. The first one is Turbo. You're in the camp of sell because you're obviously going to be deficient. He's going to lose a ton of money, get rid of him and use the money to make your team yep. better. If you've scored under 800 for the last two weeks, I think you have to. If you've managed to get into the 900s, even the thousands, and at least once in the last two weeks plus a 900, I think you can hold because you've obviously done well elsewhere. Like you've picked up all the good cheapies and middies that are going well. Um, 
But if you're struggling, you got to get rid of him to strengthen it up. Yeah. Hardcore. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to put it. If you if, if you're going okay, I think these next run of games you're going to see better for Turbo. I wouldn't be surprised if he cracks a ton, or you know, I think he may not grab a double ton, but I think you might see some hundreds in there. But if you're in dire straits and you need the money, that's what you know. I could hold for feeder, but he's seven hundred and fifty. I get him down and save three hundred k. I can hold that three hundred k and make Sam Walker Nathan Cleary. You know, so. If it's going to benefit your team, then you know, and you're not going great, do it. Um, but I think you'll do well over these upcoming games. Um, obviously, Toto is a sell. He's injured. I wrote him down before we got confirmation on the injury, but it's six to eight weeks, so he's a sell. I don't think we need to cover much more on that. Um, Garrick, if you were someone that went the expensive um, center winger, you were probably either Toto or Garrick. He finished with a 36 this week. Would you sell Garrick? Yes, I would. He's getting like same thing with Turbo, though. Like they're now coming into the stretch of games where they're going to score points. Um, he's going to get some kicks of goal and shit. But for me, I think you can easily spend his money better elsewhere. Wait for him to come back down to 500k and pick him up if you want to go that route again. I know it's burning trades, but. It's all about the money as well. Like to lose 50, 60K is one thing. To lose upwards of 150, 200K, that's, that's good money. You know, you can't afford to be wasting that, at, especially at this point of the season. Yeah. 230s, I think you have to realise your mistakes. Sometimes when they're just, you know, bl- you know bludgers, you've had a, an awful mistake and you have to realise it. I think with Garrick, you he was way too overpriced to start the year. So you've got him now, 9% of people have him and you have to just cut your losses while you've got max money there. And it is going to cost you a trade, but you can get yourself a couple of hundred K out of that mistake to do something else in your team. Um, Cody Walker, your cut ties. It's going to be big, big money. Um, I think it has to be done. It has to be. For feeder. I'm, I'm in the camp. If you if we're an Angus and a Fafita, I'm going to probably, if I'm going to hold one, I'm going to hold Angus because he's got a better base and he's a bit more of a worker. I'm on the other corner. I'm on the other side of the coin there. Yeah. Um, due, to, due to, I've done okay. I've picked up Hamoli and Frizzle who already based that base. Yeah. So for me, I can, um, I can have sort of ceiling. run the gamble, have a Fafita sitting there. If he does get a 55, whatever. If he does pull out that double double try week or a hat trick week, fucking cheering. Whereas in saying that, Angus Crichton's got that same ceiling in him with with Luke Keary in the side, but yeah. I just haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, what I'll say on Fafita is it looks sad when you're watching the game. Him just out there and, and it's on the right. It's he. It's like you hear crickets, you know. And unfortunately, he doesn't go looking for the ball. So. The thing is, is that you're damned if you do it, you're damned if you don't. You will sell him and you'll bank all that cash. You might go down to a Frizzell or a, or a Hamoli, you know, um, and you might bank a couple of hundred K and then Fafita goes out next week and you might score 120 and you feel stupid. That is a possibility. Um, but I'm going to put him down as a sell because over Angus because, you know, Angus, you know, he updates to 45 this week. Last week it was update to 66. You know, he he seems to accumulate points. You watch him there, whereas you're just waiting for that big run from Fafita. It's a much more nervous watch. 
you know, we know what yeah. he can do, but, um, and he stands to lose, um, you know, some money. So I think it's, you choose if you can cash him out. If I went down to Hamoli, you know, it's nearly 300K. So I think you have to look at it team specific, but generally people who play super coach over many years are just like, don't sell guns. And so we're talking about selling guns. Someone like um, Cody Walker is an obvious gun that you've got to sell. You know, Fafita's not that obvious because it was this 50-odd last week and 50-odd this week, isn't it? Well, it would be a luxury trade, you know, yeah. but in saying that, it, it, it is a game of numbers and strengthening numbers, you know, and if he's going to just chug along out there getting 50s, then what's the point? You know, yeah. if granted he might come back round seven, round eight, they change the plan, but if they've been training all preseason, this is what we've had to offer over the last two weeks, bit disappointing uh, yeah. for me. They took, he, they uh, took him off the field in the last 15 minutes of the game. Oh, no, game in the balance too, bloke, that you want to have, if you're inside the 20, you want him with the ball in hand and he's sitting on the bench getting a cold. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, and collected a million bucks. It's bizarre. Um, all right, um, let's go on to some buys. Tell me if you like these guys. Kick out? Would you, would you be buying kick out? He's had two good scores in a row. It should be known that kick out after his two tries, he basically scored under five points in the second half. It's like he closed up shop. Yeah, but he's not he's he's not a worker. He's an attacking second rower, and he's on that attacking left side. You can only assume when Nath comes back, we'll get better for him. Yeah. Um, for me, that I've got a couple of decisions to make for Kim's team. Like I was thinking, maybe upgrading Lukey to kicks. Yeah. Or Sam Walker to Nico. Yeah, I mean, Lines. yeah, Kickow's going to be bored um, with the Toto money. So uh, he's going to have to be bored. I think he's going to make money. He's going to make good money. And if you have a look at their draw coming up, it's pretty fucking juicy. Yeah. Um, and and if you cash him out round seven or eight, you cash him out to the premium for our second row at the time. Yeah. I mean, that's the way I'd look at Kickow is it's two good scores in a row. So, you know, he's going to make some money, most, you know, some pretty good money. And each game, you think, I always put him in my anytime try scorer. He's, he's a good chance to score a try, at least one try, you know, most games. Um, yeah. You know, and if you, if you just look at it from a financial point of view, he's, you know, I look at him and Tupanua, who I think is a try scorer as well, like, and versus Hamoli, I kind of decide between all of them. Um, but, Tupanua, if he's if he's good and he's good to go this round, and obviously not out with that head knock stuff, um, you know he looks pretty good to me as well. He's had a good start to the year. Well, as an owner, I owned him last year. Didn't snap him up this year. Um, look, when he's on, he's on, and when the when they're on, he's a weapon. Yeah. Um, I also think he's become a bit bit more attacking, a bit more defensively. Sound, I think he's worked out that he's got to protect little Sammy Walker a bit. And he seemed to have made a few more tackles as well the last couple of weeks than he was doing last year. I uh, yeah. do like him. And do they're like always, him. yeah, they're always going his side. So, you know, I like Tupanua. I can, I can understand why people go kick out. Um, and I, and then that next name, Hamoli. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pro Hamoli. Oh, owner. Great. One yep. of the best decisions I made pre-season. Um, remembered him from last year. 
Uh, I read somewhere he's only three seasons deep to NRL, so he's only going to get better as he as he gets pre-seasons under his belt. Um, effort, effort for me was the only thing, but like I said, I was screaming at the telly saying, fucking have a go. And then I looked at my <laughs> phone, I'm thinking, oh, you've had a go, you've had a go, you're all yeah. right. He can break Yeah, He just bulldozes people. Um, Campbell Graham, he's started yeah. the year quite well. He was somebody that interested me in the start of the year. I was hoping that he would jag that left side um, centre spot. I think he's a chance because Paulo sucks and he's better on the wing. Well, the thing is, he he does well on the right. He's the one that they go to over Ilias um, and they give him good early ball knowing that if he gets good clean line, he'll, he'll run the length of the field. He's he's a gun. I, I rate him hard, but does have a low floor when they're getting pumped. Yeah. Well, it was 60 in round one, and it was a 70-odd in this round as well. Um, 78. 78. So I think he's somebody that interests me, and so does Lomax, who has, you know, seems to be back to his best. I know I was thinking about Lomax. I thought he was going to return to being a top sort of five center winger this year but I, I steered clear because of their hard opening draw, but he scored, you know, really well in both games. Well, I mean, 50 is okay this week, but it was a 70-odd in round one. You've got to remember, they played, they played last year's grand final winners who haven't really looked too shit. They came out of the blocks well. They, they defended again this week. Um, I think the Dragons will come okay. So, yeah, he could be a prospect, man. Look, let's face it, the ball bounces for the blow. Like, if you remember when he was having that good season, if the ball hit the ground, it seemed to bounce his way like, uh, a lot. Yep. And he kicks the goals. So, yep. um, Josh King, he is the front rower for the, you know, who's playing lock for the Storm. Cheapest chips, 255K. Um, round one, it was a 41. And it was a 50, uh, what is it, a 50-something this round. Is he a buy? If, you, if you've got someone that you're worried about, like a bully more, or you've got, say, a Moy Messier, and just say you've got 50K, would you be buying him? Um, look, he's, he's going to be a medium slow burn, but he should chug along 50s until cheese comes back at least. Should get you 100 grand. In that time, I think maybe 150 if he scores a try, if you're lucky, which is yeah. doable in that Melbourne side. Um, for me, I, I thought about downgrading young Maney to him last week. Yeah. Didn't do it, but I can I can see I can see the merit in doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He will make money. Yeah. All right, good. Uh, my last question is Cleary. There's, you know, I know he's. They say he's going to come back in round four, but just say he gets named to come back a week early, and he's going to be named in their round three team. Is he a buy right from the bat, off the bat? Uh, everyone says so. Every for me, I'm liking what Nico's doing. Yeah. Um, for me, I want to watch. I, I, I like to have a look. You get three free looks. We get some looks. Um. I just want to see where he's at. The game's changed a little bit, we've got to remember. Yeah. Um, I still think he'll do his own stuff easily, easily way in front of the rest. You know what I mean? But yeah. is, he a need, is he a need to get for 950K? No. I think he will drop down to maybe 750 at his lowest, if you're lucky. Um, 
no, he's not a jump straight on unless you have luxury money. You know, if you've pre-planned to bring him in at this point, I know Con had a war chest of 200 and something thousand pre-season. He yeah. didn't spend it. He had it sitting there ready for Nave. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, in my original team, I had Nathan Cleary. I moved it, obviously, and I went to Sam Walker. Look, next week I'm looking at going to Hines because I'm not happy with – I just think in the 5'8 position with Sam Walker, there's not as much there. I don't think we're going to see big hundreds out of him. You know, and Nico, I think he's going to be 75 average minimum. I think he'll just pump away. And he's the main, he's one, he's the main man in that team, whereas, you know, Walker's not that in um, the Roosters team. Um, but Cleary for me is somebody, you know, if I sell my Fafita <laughs> and I've got the cash right there and he's named in round three, I'm sure he'll tempt me and I'll just go and do it straight away. Well, I think they got a decent game too, so it might be might be a good like, – it's Naif, you know what I mean? He he runs the ball, he scores tries on his own, he kicks all the goals and yeah, he sets up dropouts, everything. Everything. He's great, man. He's only 20 something too. Like we got years of Naif. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for me, oh, look, if I had the money there and I didn't didn't need to strengthen up anything, yeah, I'd jump on bucket. Yeah. Uh, especially if I was up, especially if I was up in the say the top. 10,000. Um, a real pod move, yeah. a real aggressive pod move. Yeah, well, you know yourself, he could easily come out and bust a buck 20, buck 50 game mm. one. Um, yeah. Whereas I don't think Nico will beat, Nico and Jerome Hughes will be the next two to get close to that, but I don't think they got 150s where an eighth does, even a 200. Yeah. Um, Agreed. That'd be yeah. something... It'll be a real pigeon, you know, a cat amongst the pigeons if he's named for round three. If not, he's round four because obviously we've got the price changes. It'll be people will make a more sensible decision in a, instead of a rash Cleary <laughs> pick. All right. Yeah. Let's finish off the show with Kim's team. You guys, if everyone doesn't know, Kim's team versus my team for overall. If she wins, um, she gets a, a month of 30-minute massages per day from me. And all the guests on the show are doing her trades for her. Last week, Jake from the Supercoach Experience, he sold Maddo to Aiken and he brought in Cobo. So that didn't, I mean, Aiken updated okay to in the 40s and Cobo sucked. So didn't really get much from Jake's picks last week, but Kim needed those players. She's finished with a 939 this week, which is a little bit below par and a little bit behind me. 10 or so points behind me. So hopefully your two trades um, this week oh, are going to get her back in the black and she's going to get ahead of me. I'm getting her back in the game. Anyway, <laughs> anyone else who comes on and does this, make sure you do good trades. We want to get her the win. Um, <laughs> so Toto obviously injured. Yep. Um, I think he's a sell for Petahiku. Yeah. Um, and I play him. I honestly yeah. play him the way he's been playing football. He's, he's very base base heavy anyway yep. he does the work so i'd be playing him and then i was going to go lukey to kicks but seeing as you're waiting until next week to go to sam walker to nico hines i think we might get the jump on you <laughs> yeah. sack sam walker all right for nico hines all right i like it she she'll she likes a bit of hines too she she's had a look at him in the pictures when she was picking her team she got a lot of shirtless Hass and TPJ and stuff in her team, but she'll 
Sam Walker's her favourite player. She thinks he's very cute, but she likes Hines too. So To'o to Hiku and Sam Walker to Hines. I like them. And she'll probably end up with a little bit of money in her bank as well. I think she should. She should. And, and hopefully if, if, the, if the things go right, Cleary don't come back to five and Nick goes right up there and it's just a clean swap for her. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Uh, well, Bergs, you're a dead set legend. I, you know, I've, I listen to and watch you guys. You're a good podcast. Yeah, I mean, you already know that. You're a bit more sort of yeah, funny and try. interesting, you know, than a lot of the other podcasts out there. And you guys have got a website and stuff now that's got some absolute ripping content coming out as well. The 360 guys, I get them shared to my um, Adrianosaurus page and I have a look at all of them. It's, you've got some great people writing up articles for you. Where do people find well, you over, on the socials? Well, over the years, we got like, you watch the podcast, you listen. Like, we're a lot more fun and games and stats and mm-hmm. and looking too deep into the past and stuff. We're more, <laughs> we're, we're, we're blase. Um, but we found over the years, I just kept finding people who love doing it, like love talking footy, love talking super coach, love crunching numbers, think outside the box. Like all these guys have bettered my game, you know what I mean? Just by talking with them and being around them. Yeah. Um, so like we, we built the website. Don't ever do anything I say as well. I'm the useless one out of the whole thing. <laughs> I just write shit for the shits and gigs. But the boys really put in massive efforts and um, the stuff they're putting out's on point. Like Brad Brad Smith was pointing people towards kick out after round one. Yeah. Um, and he does a mad PPM write up and he comes ninth for 11th last year can't remember which one the, the other brad come the other one brad huxley but um yeah and then timmy's always up there and glenn from tragics does write-ups and they, they all the boys put in mad effort and then we tapped into the hub with pool man and um julian lee uh, i think it's leggy as well yeah yeah some good stuff definitely on there and it's what's the website for people to look up uh, www.supercoach360.com. Yeah, or they can find you on all the so- socials, uh, Supercoach360. Yes. Well, thanks for coming thank on. It's been a pleasure having uh, thank you. I've done a special outro for you as well, but I'll play it for you once I, I pause this and then I'll, because I, I, I upload it separately. But thanks for coming on. You're a legend and we'll hopefully get you back on, you know, again sometime soon. Anytime, brother. Thanks for having me. Cheers, mate. Bergs, Bergs, Bergs. Bergs is the word. Bergs, Bergs, Bergs. Bergs is the word. What about you know about the Bergs? Well, everybody knows. Bergs is the word. You did set legend, Bergs. Thanks for coming on.